And good morning, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Our friends, I trust that you have been having a wonderful week in thinking about worship with me. Today, I would like to think about a reason for worship. More like the reason for worship. (laughs) But why do we worship God? The short answer is that we worship Him because of truth. It is our choice to believe and submit to the truth of God that is our true worship to God. But you see, friends, the reality of truth is far greater than just the words that we hear or read or think. There is a reason for truth which demands all people to worship God. And that fact is that God is God. God is truth. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. We worship God because of His character and nature, because simply of who He is. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 to 7, a beautiful portion of scripture, it says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on earth, and to every nation and every kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God, and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment is come, and worship Him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. And again in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11, Paul tells us, the Bible says, Wherefore God also has highly exalted Him, speaking of Jesus, and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and to the glory of God the Father. See friends, one day, every person who ever lived on this earth will worship Jesus Christ, because simply being in His presence, in the presence of truth, demands worship. When we will come into His presence, into the presence of God, and all things will be exposed for what they are, there will be no more deception, no more blindness of heart and mind, but all things will be as they truly are. And then we will see God as He truly is, as the truth and His word being true. And thus there will be nothing but worship towards God even those who did not choose to believe in Him while they were on the earth. But this is the true joy and fulfillment for us, that we can choose to believe by faith and in the truth of who God is now, while we do not yet see Him here on earth. It is our privilege to experience God's holiness now in our lives because of faith. It is when we mix faith with the word of truth that we are brought to our knees in worship because we know that He is the one true God. 
Jesus is the reason for worship, friends. Not only did God create us, not only did He love us, not only did He die for us, not only did He forgive our sins, not only did He cleanse us of all unrighteousness, but He also adopted us as His children. What more reason do we want before we worship Him? When we truly believe that God has is who He is and what He has done, worship is inevitable. It is the only gift that we can give to God. It is our worship to Him. I want to leave you with a soundtrack from a video. And this video is also available on YouTube if you search under Dr. Lockridge. This is my King. And these people did an amazing job, so please go and watch the video and give them due recognition for it. But just for us to know the reason for worship, let us remember today, friends, who our God is and why we worship Him. Join us again tomorrow as we look into what hinders our worship. Thank you for listening today, friends, and enjoy this video, this audio clip. God bless you. The Bible says my king is the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my king. I wonder do you know him? My king is a sovereign king. No means of measure can define his limitless love. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. Do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that has ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He's the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder if you know him today. He supplies strength for the weak. He's available for the tempted and the tried. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the lepers. He forgives sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder if you know him. He's a key to knowledge. He's a wellspring of wisdom. He's a doorway of deliverance. He's a pathway of peace. He's a roadway of righteousness. He's a highway of holiness. He's a gateway of glory. Do you know him? Well, his life is matchless. His goodness is limitless. His mercy is everlasting. His love never changes. His word is enough. His grace is sufficient. His reign
describing to you, he's indescribable, he's incomprehensible, he's invincible, he's irresistible, well, you can't get him out of your mind, you can't, you can't get him off of your head, you can't outlive him, and you can't live without him, well, the Pharisees couldn't stand him, but they found out they couldn't stop him, Pilate couldn't find any fault in him, Herod couldn't kill him. 